U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher is with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Congressman, good afternoon. Thanks for making time for us on a busy day. Hey, always glad to be with you. Uh, we want to talk about Israel coming up in a couple of minutes, but I want to I want to start with the stuff related to the speaker situation. Steve Scalise is the speaker designee. Does he have enough votes to become speaker, or is that why a vote wasn't scheduled for this afternoon? Well, I thought he did. I thought we would have already voted. Um, the tradition and the rule of the caucus is that whoever gets the majority votes, we all then unite behind that person. Obviously, this rule was broken during the McCarthy speaker race last January, but my sense was that uh, given all the chaos that uh, we've seen in the House and given the the chaos abroad and the multiple crises we're going to have to deal with, everyone would unite behind whoever won the competition. Now, the fact that the we have not had the vote suggests they're, they're still whipping and, and perhaps 217 votes are not there right now. Um, but I don't think people fully understand the extent to which the House is paralyzed without Speaker. There's there's nothing we can do until we elect the speaker. Um, and so until we do that, uh, we, we're, we're really hamstrung. So I'm hoping we can come together here shortly. I, uh, Congressman Gallagher, has this become a less desirable role in the U.S. government? Like, it, it just given the what has happened here over the last, you know, several weeks, you say win the competition. Does it really feel like a win, in your opinion? Well, I think what you saw, okay, if you sort of take a step back and think about what happened, we, we deposed a speaker for the first time in history. Something that consequential doesn't happen overnight, and, and it really isn't even the product of any one person or a group of people and their ambition. It's the product of decades of institutional neglect, and, and that's the harsh reality facing the modern Congress, which is that this institution once feared by the framers as too powerful, is now weak. We're the weakest branch of government, and our systematic surrender of our constitutional power to the executive and judicial branches of government is the cancer that's eating away at the body politic. Now, the solution isn't just to throw up your hands or accept the status of the modern Congress as nothing more than a green room for Fox News or MSNBC. It's to fix the problem. And part of the argument I've been making to my colleagues is that Right now is the best time to do it precisely because we have divided government and we have a narrow majority, which limits the amount of conservative policy victories we're going to get. So our only option is to turn our energy and our time to fixing the broken process. And our budget and appropriations process is completely broken. It needs to be reformed. And quite honestly, I think those reforms done the right way could generate a lot of bipartisan support, because I know there are members in the Democratic Party who are very frustrated with the status quo. So I think that's, that's, if that makes any sense, that's why we're seeing some of these unprecedented breaking of norms in the modern Congress, is because the institution has grown so weak, and so restoring its rightful constitutional place and checking the, the growth of executive power and all these unelected bureaucrats which wield enormous power over our daily lives, that, that is our most important task, or, or at least related to, or tied with another task, which is, you know, providing basic national security and defending homeland. U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher with us from Washington, D.C. Has the situation in Israel added urgency to this process? Has it moved it further along faster than if that had not happened, that horrific event had not happened? You know, I thought so, and everyone was certainly saying that, but it, it seems as though we still have a, a small group of people who who will not 
unite behind a, a new speaker. It should add a sense of urgency. I mean, we now, from Afghanistan to Ukraine to Israel, we're seeing the, the, the collapse of, of global order. And if we're not careful, or if we're not, if we're not uh, aggressive, let's say, in rebuilding our defenses, rearming, uh, and, and arming our, our allies in the process, we could see a, another war break out in the Indo-Pacific, which would make all of these regional conflicts look like child's play in comparison. I mean, th- these are very dangerous times on the world stage, and it's time for America to get serious by rearming, by reducing our dependency on our foremost adversary, China, and also by, by uh, recruiting, rec- recruiting people to serve in the military, recruiting the best and the brightest to, in, in the tech industry to work uh, w- with the government so we win the technological competition. We just haven't attacked this with the sense of urgency we need to ensure that our Cold War with China doesn't suddenly turn hot. Hey, Congressman Gallagher, is, does the lack of a House speaker presently affect anything that the United States should be doing with Ukraine or the latest crisis in Israel? Uh, it does. Uh, we, we can't we can't pass something as simple as a, a resolution proclaiming our support of Israel and its right to defend itself from a terrorist attack. And I just want to linger there for a second. And and I'm sure your your listeners have seen some of just the barbaric, horrific videos coming out of Israel. There is no more equivalence here. We're dealing with evil in the form of Hamas, a Salafi jihadist organization that wants to wipe Israel off the map and kill as many Jews as possible. And so it's up to us in America to stand strongly by our closest ally in the Middle East, Israel, back them to the hilt, particularly as they go about the business of systematically destroying Hamas, uh, which I view as necessary and inevitable at this point. But we can't pass a package, for example, to provide military assistance to Israel. We supply about half of the Iron Dome ammunition. We have something called the War Reserve Stock Allies Program for Israel, where there's other munitions we can provide them. Without consistent funding, those stockpiles are going to uh, run dry. We've already drawn down some of our stockpiles in Israel because of the war in Ukraine. And so we're we're running low. We're running low on ammo uh, across the board, and we need to rebuild our munitions industrial bit. Congressman Gallagher, uh, let's talk about Israel in a little more depth. So if Israel were to say to the United States, we need your help on the ground in either Gaza or, God forbid, Lebanon eventually, should U.S. troops on the ground be an option that's on the table for our friends in Israel? I think they would only request that if there were a simultaneous attack uh, from the north, sanctioned by Iran, uh, Iran with Hezbollah. So I don't see that as a possibility uh, in the short term. However, and this is a key caveat, we have American hostages in Gaza right now, and we should not hesitate to use our military resources to make sure that we bring Americans back home. That is, that is, a, that is a, something we owe to our citizens, uh, which right now are trapped by an evil terrorist group whose lives are being threatened. Uh, we've had Americans that have been killed. And so we have put, it, put aside the question of whether Israel would ask us for support. We have a duty to our own citizens uh, right now. Um, and that's something we need to take very seriously. And bring it full circle here, Congressman, uh, back to the House Speaker. Is that ever anything you'd be interested in down the road at any point? Uh, no. 
I was, I, my, my initial reaction was to say God no. I didn't, I didn't know if that was <laughs> violating a Catholic witness. So I'll go to, I'll go to confession as a result of that. But no, that's uh, you know, if you guys know me, I'm I'm sort of a, a boring national security nerd. I have no, I have no aspirations to be Speaker of the House. Uh, people here, and I'm sure in your hometown up in Green Bay, are freaking out about the Packers a little bit. But if they beat the lowly Broncos after the bye, they'll be three and three. Your uh, your your kind of quarter way through the season evaluation of the Packers. Well, I think Jordan Love has shown flashes of of brilliance, and certainly has you know a lot of the tools. And I think he you know we should freak out because he had a, a bad game, uh, and he did have he did have a bad game. Uh, listen, we're the, I think we're the youngest team in the league. So there's going to be growing pains, but once we get Aaron Jones back on the field, I, I think that's going to, that's going to improve a lot of things. Um, but there was just basic execution issues in, in the last game, people not running routes and things like that. But I, I feel bad commenting on any industry given the state of play in the United States Congress. I feel like someone in a glass house uh, throwing a stone. So I, I, I support the Packers. Uh, Hope Springs eternal in Green Bay, and, uh, you know, I think we can, we, can, uh, we can work our way to 10 wins or more. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's still early in the season. He is Congressman Mike Gallagher. You always make me feel good about the Packers. I, I appreciate that. Congressman, thank you for making time for us. Thank you.